0: You're listening to the Nothing But the Tooth Dentistry Podcast, where we help you attract new patients and grow your practice beyond your wildest dreams. Here's your host, two time Emmy Award winner, Shane Simmons.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Nothing But the Tooth Dentistry Podcast. Shane Simmons here, and uh, for those of you who are regular listeners, thank you so much. And for some of you new listeners out there, thanks for giving us a try, and uh, hopefully you guys will really enjoy some of the content that we're we're putting out there, and uh, we have a lot of fun when we do this, and for those of you who are kind of new to the podcast, we talk about marketing in your dental practice, we talk about leadership, and we talk about case acceptance, and that's really kind of our main trio of topics that we go at here, And uh, for those of you who are regular listeners, you probably noticed uh, we didn't have an episode come out last week. I have been uh, fighting this uh, terrible flu bug that a lot of people I feel like are having to deal with right now. And so uh, the interview that I'm actually bringing you all, uh, which I'll get into here in a second, we did early last week, but just felt like garbage and just wasn't able to get it put out. Uh, So this week uh, we are going to be uh, releasing that. And uh, before we do, though... I just want to talk a little bit about a couple of things that you know we've had going on here that's been pretty exciting uh just wrapped up uh, another client video shoot we got 3 video shoots this month traveling all around the country and so been super busy with that and doing these practice videos but that's something that I, I talk about a lot right is, is these videos and how important they can be for your dental practice and I'm loving that I'm seeing more and more people starting to become interested in those because it really does break down that barrier between you know the patient and the doctor and the office and it just allows you to really tell a story and so you know if this is something that you guys are thinking about doing obviously you know you can always reach out to us at Crimson Crimson Media at Crimson Group.com and, and we can walk you through that. But make sure that you're finding someone who's who's really going to share share the story in a way that um really just shows the personality of the practice and something that's not too manufactured and artificial, but something that's real. And uh, man, it's a lot of fun. And so that's one of the things that we've been doing uh, here lately, in addition to managing all of our clients, um, you know, marketing efforts, but the video is so much fun for us. and, And it's really, Something it's not new, but it's something that's still uh, very underutilized in dentistry. So that kind of segues though in, into our interview. Uh, we're going to be talking with Dr. Lewis Chin, who is a uh, startup practice owner. Uh, also, uh, he's got a really good following on on social media, and this is going to kind of feed into. You know, talk about social media and how important that can be for your brand and for your practice, but also just managing so many different things all at once. This Dr. Lewis uh, Chen is a 28-year-old dentist. Like I said, he's got a startup. He's a couple startups in the works, actually. uh, In addition to his, uh, you know, how he documents it on Instagram, it's just all really fascinating, really fun and. Um, you know, I've been following him on Instagram for a little bit now, and I was like, you know, we need to bring him on and, and have him talk about this. So he's going to be revealing, you know, con- just how he puts out content, how he decides, you know, what to post, when to post, and then also just kind of managing all the stresses that a young dentist. Uh, has to to manage when when you're working and building your your empire, so to speak, and so we're going to talk with him uh, about that and how he's able to to do that and and how does he sleep? does he sleep? Those are some of the the questions that we're going to address as well but uh, without further ado, I, I just want to get right into this interview because it's really, really good, and I had a blast talking with him. so this is uh, our interview with Dr. Lewis Chin. So, Dr. Lewis Chin is here with me today, and uh, Dr. Chin, go ahead and, and introduce yourself and, and tell us, um, you know, kind of your title and, and a little bit of background on yourself.
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm from New York. I'm a New Yorker myself. I, most people don't know; people think I'm from California because of my accent. But I'm very much a New Yorker at heart. I have this New York grit that everyone talks about. Uh, a little bit about myself. I went to school at New, New York University. I was an economics major, and uh, in, in the meantime, I was also taking those prerequisites to go to demo school. So I then pursued a. Uh, I got my doctorate of uh, dental surgery, my DDS, at Columbia. Um, from there on, I did a two-year residency at a uh, Bronx VA, which is a you know veterans hospital, where I focus a lot of uh, on. Uh, Surgery, full reconstruction, so on, so, so on, so forth, the whole gamut. And uh, soon after, I decided to um, pursue, you know, the, uh, you know, the uh, practice ownership menu. And then I now currently own two practices, uh, and I work in another.
1: Awesome. So, tell us, how do you? So, at first, how old are you? Because you seem like you're close to my age, probably.
0: Yeah, I uh, actually I'm uh, 28 years old. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> so we're the exact same. Just, yeah. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Yeah.
1: From one 28 year old to another, and from one you know business owner to another. Uh, you, you know, the biggest challenge that I always face and that I'm always trying to master, even though I don't know if it can necessarily be mastered or not, is time management. And you, of all people I know, uh, you know, I follow you on Instagram and everything. And I see you're, you're doing a lot of stuff. You're kind of all over the place. You're up early in the mornings, late at night, all this. Do you, how do you do it? <laughs> how do you manage your time? And and what's been kind of the the thing that's worked for you? Is it, you know, your exercise, your diet? Is it just, you know, the passion with what you do? How do you manage that?
0: Yeah, um, in terms of time management, so I guess time management really stems from, it's something that you have to develop over time. I mean, <clears throat> because how I started for me was that I when I was in college at NYU, I was commuting for, you know, the long time for all four years of school, actually, because I was working two part-time jobs. I was, you know, uh, working at school, working at home, then I had to throw in the commute. So on top of the commute, which took a total of three hours, you know, day to day, door to door, back and forth, uh, you know, that's three hours every day, and that's like, that's excluding the hours in which you sleep. And then I realized, yeah, okay, that's that's three hours plus my average work and you know, sleep hours was around five six hours at the time. And then I realized I have to work, and that's more hours out of the day. So by the time I actually effectively were was kind of dedicating time to myself you know, school itself was a couple of hours. So I only really had like a couple of hours of the day left, maybe three, four hours. And I realized the only thing that I could do to maximize that is to really do things that would create more time. And that could mean, uh, sleep a little less, which I think is, I sleep, I think an adequate amount because I sleep just enough to be energized and focused for the rest of the day. And I sleep very well at night. So for me that worked out better. And, um, it just made sense for me to wake up earlier and do a lot more things at the beginning of the day before uh, instead of later. And, uh, and that's something that I have built from when I was in college. And then I did the same thing, dental school. I worked, you know, in weekends. I was, you know, part-time working, so on and so forth. And it's been very much a uh, routine to me now.
1: Have you ever read The Morning Miracle?
0: No, I haven't. No, uh, I yeah, haven't read uh, about
1: yeah. So basically it touches on that. And I bring that up because of uh, the listeners here. It's a book that I highly recommend going in and check it out. It's by, I think his name's Hal Elrod, I think is his name. But if you just type in the you know, morning miracle on Amazon, it talks about you know how important your mornings are and if you can knock out – you know, three or four things, you know, routinely every single day, it talks about exercise, it talks about affirmations and planning the day and all of these different things, uh, how scientifically it makes people more productive. And so it's definitely a book that I think everybody should go check out and give it a read. I, I read it a couple months ago and and started to implement that. And it does take discipline, but it is, uh, it's a really good book. So I recommend it. Uh, moving forward, though, from there, because that was that was interesting. And, and I liked your answer to that. Uh, tell us about this, this startup journey. I talked to a lot of people who are in this process of thinking about you know, the startup practice or are in the process of you know, actually putting things together to make it happen. For you, uh, Lewis, what has been kind of the, I guess, maybe the most surprising um, challenge that has come along with this? And then what has been you know, maybe something that's happened that maybe you didn't necessarily expect uh, along this journey?
0: Well, I think the biggest thing is uh, is taking a leap of faith, and I think that um, I think that we have to learn to fail first before we decide to, you know, think of bigger plans, bigger, uh, bigger, have bigger ideas. Because if we don't accept failure, we can't expect to move at all. I think failure is how you learn, you rebound, and you learn from that. Um, for me, like I, I personally, you know, when I was a, you know, in residency, I moonlighted it a lot too. And I just took leaps of faith all the time. They did bigger cases. I did, you know, started my own little rental thing in the city. I did the, uh, I rented, I started my own mini, I guess you call it mini office. Uh, Learn how to run an office. I mean, the greatest example is when I first started my practice, I said to my, you know, myself and my friends, I'm like, I'm going to start a practice. And, um, and I, I said, you know, put on Facebook. All right, guys, my doors, my doors are open. Let's get the ball rolling. Little did I know. All right, so I call insurance, insurance is like, you're not, you're not a entity. You're just a, you know, they like, can I use my Social Security number? Like, no. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you need man. to be, you need to be, uh, leave, You need to have a corporate name. And in, in the state of New York, it, it, it takes almost at least three to four months. Now it's taking almost five to six months to be legally, um, you know, part of the New York City as a as a corporation. So here I am. I was seeing patients for months, months on with no insurance check and I was taking days off. I was doing like, I was just really learning all of this myself. And, and now, but now that I look back at it, there's, um, I would do it, I would do it all over again with a little bit more, you know, expertise because I know what to, now what to know what to expect. So, um, I, I think, and the one thing I realized going to moving forward with these uh, projects is also uh, having the right, team around you, the right support team, the support system, the right mentors. I cannot explain how important it is to have a mentor. I wouldn't be where I am. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without the proper mentorship.
1: Absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. And for you, this is a question I get as well. How, how did you, you know, run into your mentor or find your mentor? Because it's, it's one of those uh, interesting conversations because you say, you know, I want a mentor, but you don't necessarily go to someone and just be like, hey, will you be my mentor, right? You, you develop a relationship and things like that typically. But how did, you know, maybe one of your you know, biggest mentors, how did you develop that relationship and, and kind of get that person to maybe take you under their wing a little bit?
0: Um, you know, when it, it happened when I was in Colombia, when I was in general school, and uh, this the faculty of mine, uh, he he was he has high expectations, and I, I always set myself with high expectations. You know, whether it's doing the best clinical care or providing the best personalized social experience for you know the patient, so on and so forth. I I was ready to dedicate myself to providing the most possible and um he saw that and he was the same kind and he was so driven and <clears throat> he, he i think he saw something in me that most people don't which is actually believe it or not in this day and age is actually commitment and dedication right it's so these two terms dedication and commitment are things the words we toss around so much but we never really really uh really hold ourselves to it and and i did you know i graduated you know with the highest uh, clinical requirements, but I didn't take a day off. You know, I still worked until the day I graduated. In fact, I was still the only person working to the day I graduated. Um, you know, for me, it was, was, uh, I was was paying the same tuition as anyone else sitting across from me next to me, whatever it may be. I'm still going to maximize my learning experience here. So why not learn? Right. It's just a couple more days, a couple more months, a couple more weeks. Like I'm not losing anything. Right. So, um, and he saw that. He saw that I was really, you know, dedicated to the craft. And from now, we're just, uh, we, we're like best friends. We talk every day. We, we, we consult with each other every single day. And, um, and I think it's not, I think you can't really approach him to say that, you know, can you be my mentor? It's more like something that just gels. It's like this, there's, a, there's an interaction that in relationship they create. And it, it by nature, it automatically, you automatically form this relationship. Um, without really asking, uh, asking um, them to be a mentor of yours.
1: Yeah, that's great insight there. Let me ask you, uh, transition a little bit over to Instagram for you. And when, so to background for people who, uh, you know, Dr. Lewis, who maybe they don't know who you are. Um, I actually you know, found him through, you know, I was watching a Paul Goodman training that he was putting on and, and uh, Dr. Lewis Chen was a guest on there. And so I immediately saw, you know, he had some great insight uh, from a social media perspective and you have, you know, over 13,000 followers on, on Insta and you use it, you know, really well as far as like, you, I feel like you have that perfect blend between clinical and just personal, which I'm trying to, you know, spread the message message that we should be doing more of that in the, in the dental field because pe- patients like that a lot, especially if you have the personality for it, which you do. When did you start, you know, this like Instagram account, your personal brand and was this always in the back of your mind from a strategic standpoint of you wanted to grow this and build this brand so that would help with the practice marketing? Or did it just come about as just something fun that you started? What, how did that all kind of begin? Yeah.
0: So for me, when I started Instagram, I, I guess it started because I knew that if I was going to create something from here on out, I was in dental school already. So for me, it was just start something from the get-go. You're going to be a doctor. Cater it to an audience. Um, from, I wanted it to be, so initially it was more of a clinical page that had started. Then I shifted gears and tried to create it, um, um, uh, gear it towards the direction of, you know, motivation, inspiration and whatnot, because, uh, everyone can post clinical pictures online and see how good of a great you are. But that's not going to, for me, for me, I stopped caring more about the work I've done but more, the things I can do to help people. So. Um, over time i started to gear my posts my interactions my audience in that direction and i like it because it's you know teaching has been a huge part of my life and social media is another form of teaching another way a medium i guess you can use to teach um whether it's you know telling people how to wake up early and commit to a lifestyle commit to a habit so on and so forth right it's anything that i can do my page whether you know people tend to forget that i'm a dentist and people tend to forget I'm i'm a clinician who works with my hands and uh they think more about how, how much time I spend on, and, <laughs> and uh, grinding and working constantly, whatever, right? No one asks about how good of a dentist I am. I just think that my nature, because people can see how hard I work to afford things and for people, I naturally get patients who want to like to see me. Um, so that was my approach. And I just kept growing it. And then um, this where I am now
1: let 's talk about you know how you grew that because you know thirteen thousand followers you know, for dental accounts you know nothing to sneeze at, and so this is the question that I always see is you know is it the you know proper hashtags that you 're using with the post is it you know engagement and trying to engage with other maybe you know big accounts that maybe will send some followers your way? How did you do it like what what was the strategy behind you know seeing that growth was there one thing or two things in particular that you really noticed like over time that kind of compounded and and led to this number of followers
0: yeah absolutely i mean first like uh you, you definitely have to use the right proper hashtag Is gonna gear like it's gonna bring audience and uh followers or users into your account to see what you're about and on top of that, it, it's uh, there are a lot of engagement groups that, you know, people are participating in to, uh, you know, with these social media people, what they call, quote unquote influencers. They all have these sort of um, cliques of people that they you know, talk, talk to, to help grow each other's accounts. <laughs> so That's you have those venues as well. But uh, by, by and large, you know, I think that, you know, whatever it may be, I think, Followers are followers, but we're all still people. I think we're all the same. Uh, I, I consider myself very, very normal. I don't at all consider myself an influencer. I don't consider myself anything but other than an you know, entrepreneurial dentist. You know, it's just someone who just wants to do things. You know, I, I think less about what I wanted. I think less about how I want to uh, receive things from people. I focus more about how to give to people.
1: Yeah, it's all it's all about like value creation, right? Because it it's like the natural way to achieve an, an audience and a following is you know you provide helpful advice or whatever it may be, and naturally like people kind of start talking about that and, and finding out about it, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, I mean, the most important thing is to be honest and true. Like there, I oftentimes get when I people meet me uh, in person, they're like, "You're just like you are online." I'm like, "Well, I mean." That's the purpose, right? I didn't want to create a false image. I didn't want to be advertising as someone who's who I'm not. Uh, I speak the same way. I crack the same jokes. I look the same way. You know, I talk the same way. And you know, it's funny because social media is a it's or being online it's the digital meet digital digital world. It can be anyone who you want to be, right? And sometimes you lose sight of being organic. So I wanted to be as organic as I could be as an individual on. in a virtual world and I like it it doesn't mean I have to you know spend so much time being someone who I'm not right so
1: makes the content creation that much easier when it's just yourself and you're being organic. And that's what you know some of the, the biggest social media influencers out there, you know, your Gary Vaynerchuk's and etc they all talk sure, about like people yeah. love the journey and like the documenting. Like it's just documenting is the content creation process rather than sitting in front of your computer for four hours and trying to figure out, you know, what am I going to promote this week? Like a lot of times just promote like what are you doing that day like documenting that process did you have an awesome lunch like whatever it is and it some of it sounds like nobody wants to know about that but have you found like that's that's been the case where it's just like when you post kind of that daily journey that's kind of the stuff that resonates really well
0: yeah i I get a lot of people i mean i i I think a lot of people look at me now less of a and more of a oh like you've been very like inspirational to me i get a lot of you know pre-dental students college students contacting me saying like, you know, you're you're exactly where you where I would like to be. And I always tell them the same thing I'm like where I am where I need to be where I am right now, it's not not has no effect on how where you're going to be later. And I just you know, I always tell them the real to the honest truth, uh, you know, everyone has different paths, you know, and how we get there, it's it's gonna there's no, I guess, uh, blueprint for it, right? So, yeah, I mean that's that's those are my two cents on that.
1: Yeah. No, I, th- I think that's, that's great. Well, kind of moving, uh, forward here, you know, tell us about, you know, what do you got coming up, uh, you know, over the next, you know, the rest of 2019 and, and going into, you know, even you know, nine, 10 months down from the road, 20, uh, 20, what's on the plate for Dr. Lewis Chin and, and what are some of the, the kind of the goals that you're working on?
0: Um, for me, it's, uh, it's about being focused on, so but my social media has been slacking because I've been so focused on just making sure that things run right in my practices, uh, learning about business and learning about practice ownership still, uh, a lot of kinks that still need to be, you know, fixed. Uh, in the next, in the rest of the year, I, I, you know, have two current practices. I would ideally want to have two more, I hope, by the end of the year, you know, end of 2019, if not early 2020. Um, the concept behind it is that eventually I would like to use my social media to show people how to go through this route, down this route and, uh, what it takes to get there. You know, everyone, and it, everyone has this, uh, I guess this belief that owning a practice or doing this to do it like, or, you know, grinding is, is very easy. It's going to be, it's just a formula and equation that you plug into chug, Right. But it's absolutely a hundred percent, not that, you know, and, uh, Experiential, and I would like to ultimately one day to gear my media towards that, where there are a lot of dentists, millennial dentists now, just all they just want to say and do is say, "I want to be an owner. I want to be an owner. I want to work for anyone." Right? It's just it's a mindset. It's a philosophy, right? I mean, if we look back five, ten years ago, most dentists didn't think about that. They, they were like, "Fine, I'm a dentist. I'm going to be fine." Right? But time and time again, everyone says the same thing. All my colleagues, all my classmates whatever it may be would be would say, I wanna be a practice owner one day. I wanna be a practice owner one day, one day, one day, one day, right? The biggest the the biggest word, the word I always hear is one day. But when <laughs> is that day, right? And that's uh, for me that day was there is no there is no time there's no timeline. There's no there's no uh amount of years you have to work before you own a practice, right? There's just now or never for me now never or later whatever you know you just whatever you decide but i believe that anything can be done as long as you put your mind to it and you, you commit to it like like i said you know i wouldn't do any of this right now if i didn't have the right mentor who could who truly wanted me to succeed uh it's very very hard to find people who are like that who actually care about your success right and uh who care to help you along the way but you know jealousy and en- 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 uh, envy is their natural human emotions.
1: Absolutely. No, that's, that's great. And that's something about like us that I think is really cool. Cause you know, as a millennial, you've heard it, like we, we get a bad rap on a lot of things and maybe some of it's deservingly. So, but I will say the one thing about our generation that's been just, uh, really inspiring to me is the, like the need to want to create you know, something special and kind of create their own destiny and also kind of the social impact that that will help. Uh, I think that's really why a lot of people want to start their own practice because they feel like they can maybe make a bigger impact that way. And then that's not taking away from people who don't want to take that journey because this isn't for everybody. But I think that's maybe some of the thinking behind it is – you know how can I personally, you know, make the biggest impact on my community or whatever it may be? And I feel like sometimes they see practice ownership as the vehicle to take them to that. Does, does that uh, make sense at all? You
0: know, there's absolutely tons of people who, like for me, I uh, wanted this practice practices that you know I'm working with you know, my other business partners. We had the belief where dentistry is such is so inaccessible even whether it's geographic location where it's financial, so whatever it may be, but we wanted it to be accessible in a sense that everyone can uh, access this forms of care, high quality care. We just have to sacrifice a little bit of ourselves and our own profits. And uh, we were all, like our partners and I are never really truly uh, money hungry. For us, it was, you know, if we can generate you know, like you said, social value. If you can generate this kind of create a ripple effect, I'd call it, is uh, if we can help someone and they get the best care that they need and they feel like they had a good time, that will, you know, create a ripple. And they will tell people through and through, and uh, we wouldn't be more so worried about what's coming through our doors. So for us, our, our our vision is to, you know, make sure that uh, we provide the highest quality of care. Um for people, so again the so businesses uh they they stem from the vision right and um and if as long as you have a vision, you could do anything you want, so that's very because you have to create your own destiny there
1: absolutely. Well, you know, we're, we're running out of time here, but before we do, you know, for our maybe younger listeners who are listening to this right now, and, and maybe even some of the people who are seasoned veterans who've been doing this for a while, uh, you know, what's just kind of wrapping it up, the one like big thing that you want people to maybe take away from this interview, uh, Lewis, and, um, you know, how you think it might be able to, to help them moving forward?
0: I think that uh, to be, to just think big and think outside the box, and, and don't be afraid to ask questions because we oftentimes just hear a lot of things and those things don't have any, like, if we just hear you know, an effect, we don't understand the details behind it. Right. So you feel, ask around be open-minded um, things are changing. Things aren't stagnant here and now from here on out in dentistry. And you can, as simple as the thing, digital dentistry is a great example. Three years ago, it was just kind of getting bigger and then, Look at we now, Look at us now. We're almost going complete digital. Like at least everyone is trying to these tech companies. And who knows what's gonna happen in the next couple of years, right? If we don't focus on the the trends, if we don't ask questions, if we don't see what's next ahead of us, we may be behind. And that's gonna be, you know, that's not gonna be. It's never fun to be behind, right? So it's always good to be forward. So you know, that's my tip is just to you know ask. Don't be afraid to ask. Look for the right people to ask, uh, and really truly assess that you know your, your social circle as well. I mean, um, your, I guess, professional circle rather is, uh, those are the people who are going to propel you forward.
1: Very well said. Lewis, how can people find you? Uh, plug your Instagram, if you have your website, anything like that, tell us how we can uh, find you and start following your journey here.
0: Uh, easiest way is uh, you got to, you can go on my Instagram. I'm pretty active and I respond to more or less everyone who just, you know, reaches out to me because, you know, it doesn't hurt to interact with the audience. And uh, it's uh, Dr. Dr. Lewis Chen, L E W I S D H E N. Emails: Lewis Chen D D S at gmail.com. Just my name and D D S. Uh, that's pretty, that's the easiest way.
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, man, for joining us here today. And I know a lot of our listeners are going to be able to take tons of value away from this and go follow him on Instagram. It's a lot of fun. And I, you know, I always tell people, you know, you can watch and kind of even mimic some of the things that he's doing for your own practice. Or if you don't have your practice yet for your own account, start building that personal brand because things you want to be on the right side of this when you know things start moving more and more digital which they continue to do and 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 that's how we stay in business uh over here as well so uh lewis thank you so much for joining us man
0: thank you for having me
1: all right guys so uh yeah that was that was one of my you know really interesting interview i think just based on how much this guy does like Dr. Lewis Chin is a busy dude, but you know what? He's got his priorities set. He knows what his goals are, and uh, he's going after those. And I think that's really something that we can all take away from this. And, you know, you guys should definitely, if you're not already, follow him on Instagram. Again, it's at dr.lewischin, and it's Lewis L-E-W-I-S-C-H-E-N. Uh, check him out. Become one of his Thirteen point seven k followers that I'm looking at here right now. Uh, he's a great guy and uh, is going to be doing some fantastic stuff here in dentistry. And so he is uh, someone that I think you should definitely uh, check out. And if you're not already, subscribe to the Nothing But the Tooth Dentistry uh, podcast. You can uh, you know subscribe, you know, iTunes, wherever really you can get your podcasts. Leave us a review. That would be so awesome. We're trying to get those reviews up right now. So if you can leave us a review, we would really really appreciate. It. And of course this podcast is sponsored by Crimson Media. You can always check out our website crimsonmediagroup.com. We are helping dentists build freedom in their practices through proven online marketing again it's crimsonmediagroup.com if you want to check that out and you have any questions you can reach us there see some of our testimonials from some of our happy patient or uh, not patients but clients that we've been working with for a long time so uh guys thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of this podcast and uh back and, and feeling better and uh you all stay healthy out there uh you know stay positive keep pushing towards those goals and we will be back again with another episode here next week on the nothing but the tooth dentistry podcast see you everybody